Here's an open and relational thought from Thomas J. Ord. In my recent book, The Death of Omnipotence and Birth of Amnipotence, I address the questions of evil and theodicy. I explore some of the usual answers or defenses given to the problem of evil and propose alternatives. One of those defenses says that God invites us to participate in the work of salvation. Overcoming evil in the world is on our shoulders. We have a role to play in overcoming evil with good. We should come together as communities, communities of care and compassion, and we should express acts of love and develop habits that support well-being. We can become, as the Apostle Paul put it, God's fellow workers. In his book, God, Medicine, and Suffering, Stanley Hauerwas makes this kind of argument. But he also says that it's unnecessary to try to solve the problem of evil. He writes, Apparently, it never occurred to the early Christians to question their belief in God or even God's goodness because they were unjustly suffering for their beliefs, he says. He goes on, Rather, their faith gave them direction in the face of persecution and general misfortune. For them, suffering was not a metaphysical problem needing a solution, but a practical challenge requiring a response." Unquote. In his work, Hauerwas seems to me to ignore wide swaths of Scripture when making these claims, especially biblical passages of lament and questioning, as well as passages about metaphysical forces and evil actors. But his main point is that believers should work against evil rather than trying to figure out why God causes that evil, or at least allows it. Like most who call us to work against evil, however, Stanley Hauerwas affirms God's omnipotence. But this affirmation undercuts a believer's motivation to alleviate suffering. After all, an omnipotent God can fix any problem without our help. This God might choose to include our efforts, but the Almighty doesn't need us. We're superfluous. An omnipotent God causes or allows all ills and ails. And if God causes or allows these evils, the Almighty must want them at least more than the alternatives. And then those who work against unnecessary suffering apparently are opposing God's wishes. If God is loving, wise, and all-powerful, after all, God must orchestrate everything for a purpose. I mean, if an omnipotent God allows injustice, then why should we march against it? It must be God's plan. If an omnipotent God permits starvation, why feed the hungry? If an omnipotent deity turns a blind eye to racism, genocide, climate change, and more, why should we care about these problems? 
Why try to improve our lives if an almighty God wills this mess? These kinds of questions point out contradictions that arise from believing God is omnipotent. They also fit John Calvin's thinking. John Calvin says, Nothing happens contrary to God's will, even that which is contrary to God's will. If we delete the double negatives in that sentence, we find Calvin is actually saying that everything is the will of an omnipotent God, whether God causes it or allows it. Everything does happen for a reason, if God is omnipotent. In the next Ort Short, I'll offer my response to the question of God needing our cooperation. For more, see the Center for Open and Relational Theology or Dr. Ord's website, thomasjord.com. Please like and subscribe to Ord Shorts.